Welcome to the Pro Football Draftcast, presented by Inside the Hashes. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. Follow our show's account at ProFBDraftcast. You can also follow Inside the Hashes at Inside Hashes. Today's episode features Ole Miss safety Zedrick Woods, a four-year contributor for the Rebels. Woods' game isn't defined as much by his blazing speed as much as his, his rare physicality, racking up over 60 tackles in each of his three seasons as a starter. Woods took a few moments of his time to speak with us, and this week's phoning it in. Bond on second and goal. Williams blocking for Mondros. Football scooped up by the Rebels. Woods has it, and he has room to run. There's a flag down as Woods goes sprinting down the far sideline all the way into the end zone. 95 yards. Wow. It's on the board now. A 95-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown to give Ole Miss the lead in the third. That ball comes out, and Cedric Woods, the leader of that secondary, the voice. I'm now joined by Ole Miss safety Cedric Woods. How you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. How about you? Ah, uh, man, I'm doing great. So, tell us, what what led you to play at Ole Miss? Um, just being blessed with the opportunity to play in the hardest conference, in my opinion. And they gave me the best opportunity to play. I mean, it was my only SEC offer, uh, one of my only big-time offers. So that that really helped. And then I had a, a teammate that was up here playing. And when I came on the visit, I just loved it. Yeah, so just kind of just the, the you know, full circle, you know, level of competition, location, you know, familiar faces, all that together. Yes, sir. So when you were in high school, you actually played a little bit of a linebacker. Uh, why did you decide to switch to uh, the secondary? Um, it was a it was actually a change by my my high school head coach. I mean, he knew that I was. I mean, I was in high school. I was maybe two hundred pounds playing Mike linebacker. At the next level, he knew I wasn't going to play linebacker. So my senior season, he um kind of made me the transition from Mike and outside linebacker to strong safety to get a feel for it and when I was going to play. So just just him getting me ready and prepared to play at the next level, it was a uh, pretty much him. That's that, that's awesome. That, that's a that's a good football coach to be able to you know you know kind of put the player player first in that regard. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So uh, was there anything that you learned uh, you know as a linebacker that helped you when you made the move to the secondary? Um, yes, sir. Just being able to understand run fits. Um, playing behind a linebacker, well, from playing linebacker, I, 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 was, I had the chance to, you know, I, I dealt with reading guards, pulling guards, down blocks, base blocks, all type of stuff, ISO reads. So it helped me kind of know where to fit at in the in the run game in the secondary. Yeah. Okay. And what was the most valuable piece of advice that you received during that transition? Um, just just keep working hard and working on the craft. So. With crafts, you can never get complacent. Always something that you can improve on for our technique, and just keep working. Yeah, absolutely. So during your time at uh, Ole Miss, uh, you you had you, you had two coaches. You had Coach Freeze and Coach Luke. What was it like to be in, be in that transition? Um, it was different, but at the same time, it wasn't hard. Just just being around both of them because uh, Coach Luke was actually our offensive line coach uh, right. with Coach Freeze, so. It was a smooth transition. I mean, I knew Coach Luke. That's probably one of the only offensive coaches I used to communicate with when he was offensive line coach because he's just real cool and down to earth. So it was a really smooth transition. 
And do you think being being an upperclassman during that time uh, helped you in that regard? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say just being an upperclassman, but just relationships that I had formed with the people around the building, uh, the players that I played with. I mean, I couldn't leave them. I couldn't. I, I wasn't uh, worried about anything. I knew that this was the place I was supposed to stay at. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you know, after your time at uh, at Ole Miss, you know, you you begin the draft process. What's what's that been like for you? Um, it's been different. I mean, it's been very interesting. It's been a great experience just just going through the whole process. So it it, it ain't been too much on it, but like I said, it's been a great experience. So, and then you go to the combine, you light it up at the combine. Uh, what was what was the combine experience? Because some people, they, you know, it's one of those things where they count down the days until it's over because it's so mentally taxing. Um, they're they're tired of doing the, the track aspect of football because they just want to, you know, work on their craft. Uh, what was the combine experience and training for it? What was that like for you? Um, it was just, I, overall, it was a great experience. I mean, I didn't look at it as a, a – uh, something to just rush through. I mean, I was enjoying the process. I mean, it was a it's a thousand people in the world that would be in my shoes. So I always look at the positive side. That okay, we'll stand up late, but okay, I'm blessed to be here, being able to go through the process, and um, it was a great experience. Yeah. So who did you train with? Uh, leading up here, to trained here at um, Ole Miss with one of our strength conditioning coaches, Julian Whitehead. Okay. Um, so when when you uh, what did you? What were you hoping? You know, while you're at the at the combine, you know, it was it wasn't it was no secret that you were going to run, you know, run a really good forty. Uh, what was something that you were hoping to show scouts that they may not have been able to see in film? Um, just just I'm um, uh, athletic, you know, have good ball skills, um, can move my hips, um, smooth in transitions. Just just a smooth safety. I mean, be versatile. So assume that I'm not just going to plan. A down safety or a high safety, so I could be able to move the place into other other positions. Now, did you get any feedback from from any uh, teams or scouts about you know how they feel you did at your pro day or at uh, at the combine? Um, all positive things. I mean, like I said, even though I got good feedback, never get complacent. So I'm still working. Yeah, of course, of course. So. Um, did you have any like specific goals for any of the drills at the combine every Friday? Um, no, sir. I just I just knew um with the with the guys I was training here, they had pushed me to do nothing but but perform well, just being around them and competing every day, as well as knowing how that the coaches here train me with position drills. I knew just just hard work with hard work. I mean, the rest will fall in line if you're doing things the right way. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. So. During your time, you know, with this testing portion of, you know, of, of the draft process, what's been your biggest takeaway from this experience that maybe wasn't necessarily seen on the on the field? You know, whether it's through the X's and O's or, you know, just kind of validation that you belong in this draft class or whatever it is. Um, the only thing I can really see is that, I mean, nothing goes unnoticed. So just like at the end of the season or anything, a lot of players really get caught up in projection, projections and stuff. I mean, that's something I never really paid attention to, don't really care much about, because at the end of the day, I mean, when they watch the film, they come in, work you out, they're going to see. And if they like what they see, you know, just being on stuff teams, being versatile, like I said, if they like what they see, they're going to pull the trigger. So I'm just, I'm just, I just would advise people to just work hard. Don't get caught up in all the media and stuff, because you never know. 
Yeah, that makes sense, man. So, um, you know, during your time at, o- at Ole Miss, uh, going up against, you know, some really good uh, receivers in the SEC, good tight ends in the SEC, um, who was the hardest person that you had to cover during your time in college? Um, the hardest person? I would have to say maybe Calvin Ridley or probably Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley? What was the, what was the hardest part about covering him? Um, just smooth and transitions. I mean, he's a he can run. He's smooth with his route. I mean, he's just an overall good player. So you have to be on your p's and q's every time you're up against him. All right. So I've always I've always wondered this with uh you know with with guys in coverage. If you if you faced a you know a guy running a four two seven and he runs terrible routes, or you face a guy who runs a four seven and runs fantastic routes, what's harder to cover? Um, a guy with good routes. Because um, a guy that runs bad routes, you kind of anticipate what he's going to do, so you kind of mm-hmm. get a step ahead of the game. But a guy who runs precise routes, you know, um, good pad level, not lead you to where it's going, it's always hard to cover. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like that in Madden, too. It's my, my yeah. only experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, kind of on that topic of hardest people to cover, and I, I know that you probably don't, you know, ever cover the Ole Miss guys unless it's maybe spring ball or something. Mm-hmm. But you guys have, you know, had, you guys have incredible receivers, um, you know, this year's draft class. Who was the hardest of, of this year's draft class to cover? Um, I only really got a chance to cover AJ just because he was in the slot and the other right. two were outside. But, um, I would say probably AJ because I mean in the slot he's he usually lines up off the ball so you can't really get much hands on him and then if you got two thirty running at your full speed it makes things difficult and him being able to move with that with that weight it always he has probably some of the best hands I've ever seen so I mean that's that that's just overall uh, good competition I mean you face it every day and uh, nice. it's, it's just hard to tell. All right, man. So uh, final final football question. If you had one game to sell yourself to scouts or an NFL team, what game would you uh, refer them to? From this past season? Uh, your whole career. Um, I'd probably have to say Memphis my sophomore year. Okay, well, what, what about that game sticks out? Um, I had, like, it was like, it was just a great atmosphere. I think I probably played my best game just out there having fun playing football. I ended up with, like, two interceptions, and I could have had three. I, I dropped one. Is that when you had the pick six? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I had the pick six, and then um, I had a lot of tackles, open field tackles, tackles for loss. So it was, that was a fun game. That's great, man. All right, man. So, look, final segment thing called three and out, where we ask you some non-football questions. Uh, you ready to give it a go? Yes, sir. I'm ready. All right. How did you get your nickname, Red? Um, It was given to me as a baby. So, apparently, when I was born, I was brighter than my twin brother. So, they started calling me Red. Nice. So, so uh, does your twin play any sports, or um, he played football in high school? Can you run a four two nine? Uh, I give him a four four. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's your favorite song to play on the piano? Um, I don't think I really have a favorite. Just just church music, I guess. So when I'm at church playing for the choir, that's probably I always have fun doing. I enjoy doing it. That's great, man. All right, so final question. If you were a pro wrestler, what would your walkout song be? Um, we Ready, probably. Oh, uh, what, Archie Eversole? Yes, sir. Solid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like <sir>. that. <laughs> um, so do you have any social media that you like to plug? Um, Instagram. 
General Woods underscore thirty six. All right, man. Look, man. Thank you so much for for your time. I know I know you're busy. You know, being not you know not being complacent. So you're gonna you know, you're always working. So we're we'll, we're gonna be rooting for you at the next level, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Secondary, and that's intercepted by Woods. Cedric Woods to the house. And that time there, he just wasn't ready for the football, didn't turn around, and great award awareness there from Woods to scoop down, make an acrobatic catch, pick it up, and take it to the house. But I want you to watch. Number 80 right there, Montiel, their tight end, that just didn't Andrew get his Woods. head around soon enough. 5'11", 205 pounds. The first thing that, um, you know, I noticed, I thought was going to be, you know, this 4'2", speed. Um, and, you know, he's absolutely fast. Uh, but really his physicality in the run game was really apparent right off the bat. And we alluded to it in the interview, you know, having that linebacker, uh, past has helped him when it comes to like you know filling lanes, uh, you know blowing up lead blocks, things that somebody of his frame typically doesn't do. Uh, so you really that physicality, you know, setting the tone, and I think that also comes with a little bit of experience, being the you know a three year starter for Ole Miss, and it seems like he's getting he he actually has more success coming down from that free position than he actually does playing in the box. Um, you know, not necessarily limiting him to playing over the top, but, but really it seems like he's he probably is more comfortable playing in that free position. And that experience at linebacker is pretty evident with him because he brings that physicality to the field. I think his speed makes him much more of a versatile player, uh, and it gives you the tools to work with in a guy that's uh, you know, more likely than not going to be on, on day two or three of the draft. And when you're picking guys in, in let's say, like the fourth, fifth round, uh, you, you want to see the tools that they have, and you want to see that you can, you can work with something um, to turn them into a high-level contributor. And Cedric Woods running a, two, a 429 is pretty evident with that. Uh, it, it also shows you that with the, with the type of player that he is, having that physicality, even though he is a fast guy, uh, he's not afraid to get his nose into the run plays. So, you know, I, I like him as a guy that you can work with either on special teams or um, even in special packages early uh, and then down the road develop in, into a guy that can play against some of these faster receivers that the league is starting to see. Yeah, Woods did well in coverage at his time at Ole Miss. Uh, covering in the slot, covering tight ends, and, you know, there are some very athletic tight ends in the SEC. And I feel that as he develops more in coverage and, you know, having the uh, learning curve that he is going to have to have in the NFL, he'll be able to rely on the uh, speed and athleticism that he has uh, to kind of get him through the, you know, the, probably like the mental aspect of learning an NFL defense and being able to kind of like adjust his physicality to that level. A team that could use his services would be the Houston Texans. They just took a pretty big hit uh, losing, uh, I think, a couple of starting safeties this offseason. Um, definitely lost some depth at the position as well. Uh, a player like Woods can come in and 
you can utilize his skill set in different ways, uh, the speed, the physicality. Uh, while he still learns the finer points of playing that position as a pro, he can contribute pretty well on special teams too. Uh, I think he's a great fit for them, more likely than not early day three, uh, and, and take over that safety role down the line. Zedrick Woods again, the ball comes out. Hartsfield falls out in another turnover. The third interception by Ferguson, his fourth turnover. And the Rebels all but have this one in the bag. Pulling off the hat trick, huh? That's <laughs> yeah, just a good job of middle of the field safety. He was in the right location, and that's what happens when you put yourself in the right position. Now, granted, if you're Memphis, you, you let one go there, and you had an opportunity to convert, keep the chains moving. This has been phoning it in. Featuring Zedrick Woods. I'm Nick McMorris. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach underscore McMorris. And I'm Seth English. You can follow me on Twitter at Seth English. And be sure to follow our show's account at ProFBDraftCast. If you like what we do and you think that we do a good job, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.